consistent self-improvement everybody you are now listening to american gypsy podcast i am your host classic and i am here with my co-host gypsy and today we have wajid hassan you might remember him from <clears throat> season two episode five and just to recap he has over 20 years of experience in the entertainment industry and over 40 years experience in the field of metaphysics healing and spirituality and he's also the author of The Struggle for World Sanity. Welcome back to the show, Waji. Welcome back. Thank you so much, guys. Good to be back on your show. It's a pleasure having you back. So how's everything been? Yeah, uh, things are good. Um, you know, the, the title of the book is apt, considering what's going on right now. And uh, recently, uh, I, was, I was actually approached by a filmmaker who read my book. And she 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 actually wants to do a documentary uh, on 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 me in the book, so that's in the works, and uh, hopefully we'll try to get it up on Netflix or you know uh, Amazon Prime or whatever. But it, again, to me, it's not about fame or fortune because that's what I look for in the entertainment business. That's what we all look for. Let's not lie. You know, anybody, any actor that lies and say, oh, I just, you know, I'm, I'm a humble guy. No, we, we live on our egos and we live on our pride and we, and we love the attention as actors, you know, uh, as part of our insecurity, I think. Um, but in, in this regard, um, this is not a money-making venture. Uh, in, you know, all, all, all the promotion and all the, and the, the website and, and all, all the costs that are involved, you know, there's, uh, it's, it's really for me a labor of love. It's, uh, it's getting the message out, uh, getting truths out right now, which are very, um, I, think, I think, very important considering the times that we live in. These are very precarious times. But yeah, we, we managed, the editor managed to do a trailer for the, for the uh, upcoming documentary, which is up on my website. And uh, and then hopefully by the end of the year or early next year, uh, hopefully we'll have the documentary. And uh, again, you know, uh, bring out, you know, the, the, the main, I, I think I mentioned last time, the main reason for the book was, was to help hopefully inspire, uplift people and let them know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel, that this can't, this is not going to continue this, this strife and war and hatred and uh, you know, between races and religions and this economic system, it's not going to last. It's eventually it will, it, it, it's going to change. It may not happen tomorrow, may not happen in 20 years, but it has been foreseen not only by my own Yogi master, but uh, prophets of old of this new age that is going to come on planet earth and nothing can stop it yeah it seems like the attack on happiness and the attack on you know at least vibrating high and it, there's a, a like i said the, a, an attack on just allowing people or the general public to focus on something other than covid or just war or racism and that's something that you know it's i i i feel it's gonna take a little bit or it's it's getting I've, i know that it's gotten worse and it's pretty in a it's in a pretty muddy place right now and but i, I still see it you know 
it's still it's a it's a long journey out of this even just looking at how some people probably are still taking the views on war and they haven't even really had a, a chance to finish taking the view on the whole pandemic yet and we've already been you know they're sliding us into another depression of thoughts and low energy and things like that i see it being you know kind of difficult for a lot of people Absolutely. I mean, you know, I'm, I wake up feeling anxious, you know, depressed and in fear, you know, who doesn't? I mean, it's just the, yeah, just, just when we thought the, you know, the worst of the pandemic was over and then all this crap comes up and then again, the whole world is, is turned into turmoil. And, you know, what I need to explain to your listeners is these things are not haphazardous. They're all planned. Uh, I strongly believe that there is um, forces behind the scene, forces of darkness that control, um, you know, uh, these these things. I don't. I don't think any war was was haphazardous. I think this all wars were planned, and you know, in the end, the profits, uh, you know, of the uh, defense corporations are going to go high, and the oil companies are going to go high, and so the corporations and the money you know, the financiers are going to get, again, rich from the suffering of uh, normal men, women, and children. And unfortunately, it's been the status quo like this for centuries. This is not anything new. Um, but the the thing, again, that your listeners need to understand is, you know, there was a saying that the, the you know, in the smallest light shines in, in, the, in the greatest darkness. There whether i mean it's it's hard to fathom right now because i mean if this if this escalates i mean we could we're looking at maybe world war three and it's and it's exactly what these being you know dr king my master said that there are other realms of existence and there's beings uh, dark be you know uh demonic beings in lower realms that want to keep control of mankind the way they do that is they feed off the suffering the, you know they, they don't feed off air and water and food but they feed off the suffering of of the suffering vibrations of mankind and it, and it gives them power and uh, over over people and so what we have to do on a collective is despite you know despite the darkness we have to make a difference and i and i think that there is a spiritual awakening i think there's a lot of people who are praying right now for ukraine uh i don't think everybody's showing hate and whatever and you know and the way the war started it it could have escalated much more but there there's been situations where things are supposed to happen didn't happen you know, this large convoy that was heading for the capital suddenly stopped in its track. And I think, you know, these things are not by chance as well. So we, you know, we can't, we can't, you know, we, we, we can't force, uh, you know, we can't respond to hate with hate. I mean, it's been tried over the centuries and it hasn't worked. Do you feel and like, that, well, I'm sorry to cut you off. Um, but like mentally, how many, how much, how many of us do you, do you think is really prepared to move on from the, what has happened in the past two years to even put a lot of thought into 
the whole Ukraine situation and to psychologically move on or to, to wrap our head around it and, you know. Well, mentally, it, it's really affected everybody, especially the younger generation. A lot of the young kids that have been mentally affected by the COVID and staying at home and isolating. Um, but also a lot of people during, during the pandemic also had a chance to go within, reflect, do some meditation, do some prayers. And, and a lot of people quit their jobs like, you know what? This is, I'm not being, being part of the rat race. And there's something more in life than just, you know, work and trying to make ends meet. There's more to life than the material. And yeah, I, I think, um, um, you know, I, I wasn't expecting a, a war like this to suddenly happen, right? Right, just when we think things are calming down with the pandemic. But at the same time, um, I still think that there's hope I believe there's, there's forces, not only other dark forces that are trying to uh, manipulate and cause war and st strife and suffering, but there's a lot of people who are responding to the higher uh, inspirations from the higher beings who are, who are watching us and looking, looking at us and, and inspiring us. And it's to these beings that we need to turn to uh, for inspiration, guidance, and, and sending out this light because as much as, uh, as it is a physical war, it's also, like you say, a mental war. Um, thoughts are real. The, the energy emanations of hate and you know, violence, um, they're enveloping the planet. And there's a, you know, we talk about physical pollution, there's also mental pollution and it's choking, you know, it's choking our higher senses. And so what we need to do on a collective uh, is is in in these days it's not it's not in the old days it's, it was a case of turning the other cheek we can't turn the other cheek we've got to be kind of spiritual warriors now we've got to stand up and be counted and say enough is enough we you know we, we're not going to put up with this evil and we're not you know and again not blaming any particular country or any political ideology but realize that we are part of the one and as the one we can raise the one and um and and that's what the my master and the higher beings are trying to throw out in this aquarian age is that we're we're all interconnected even the ones our so-called enemies we're, we're all connected to them and so the only way to resolve this is by sending out the power of l-o-v-e the spiritual power the same power that you know, the master Jesus used 2000 years ago to raise the dead and see, make the blind see that same energy, that universal energy is around us. And it's not a case of, you know, is there enough of it? It's just that we don't use enough of it. And that's, that's the crooks of all the problems right now is there has to be not a religious solution. There has to be a spiritual solution. And now is the time to rise up en masse in peace and make a difference. And a lot of people are doing that right now, as we can see. At the speed of, I guess, how things have changed. And we could say two months ago, you and, or we had a, our recording with you. And I don't think then you, you, uh, Ukraine was anywhere on the, the, the map. No. our mind or in our life then you know and in a span of 
two months, you know, you transitioned into this. <laughs> to even think of war right now, it's kind of crazy because, you know, you would think the last couple of years, you know, it's kind of brought the world together in a way. But then, you know, to go right from that to war, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> Right. When to even think of nuclear using any kind of nuclear power is even insane. Like when as you know, will the world maybe collectively come up and kind of see, you know, what's happening what's happening, you know, at this rate that we're going right now to see the drastic switch from January when we did our podcast to now can we predict that when this is done, what will be next? No. And, you know, one thing also that your listeners need to understand is, you know, I take an impersonal view of the whole thing and we have to remember that prior to this, you know, there was, there's ongoing wars and, you know, there was hundreds of thousands of civilians that were murdered in Afghanistan and Iraq and right now in in Yemen and Sudan and Ethiopia. See, those things are not really openly published, but the same kind of ferocity that Ukraine, uh, that the media is showing uh, in Ukraine is happening right, has been happening for years in these other countries, you know? So there's a kind of uh, a hypocrisy uh, you know, showing that, oh, this, this person is evil and he's doing that. But what about, you know, um, these ongoing wars that nobody is, is even talking about? Oh, maybe because they're Islamic or they're brown-skinned people or whatever, they don't count. No, everybody counts. Yes. And, you know, the, the, you know they're, they're talking about the use of cluster bombs. Oh, how horrific that they're using cluster bombs. Cluster bombs were, were used openly in Afghanistan and Iraq. And uh, hundreds of women, men, and children died, and uh, nobody gave gave a damn, you know. So um, I'm not taking sides, but I'm just letting letting your listeners know that uh, that these things have been going on, and even after this, even if if this re- Ukraine uh, crisis is resolved, which I hope it will be resolved as soon as possible, um, there will be uh, another something that comes up and the media you know that their their motto is if it leads if it bleeds it leads and you know so they they deliberately know how to entice us into uh taking sides into getting angry into hating the other side you know and 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 they throw these pictures of children and pregnant women and all that and they're very they're very very sophisticated in in doing that and so which of course the of course those images are horrific who who doesn't respond to those but what i'm saying is that instead of taking sides and saying we hate that person we hate you know um my friend of mine richard lawrence he's a well-known psychic and a a international speaker uh, i've known for many years um and he, he, he made a statement which was very profound. He said, instead of airstrikes, how about prayer strikes? You know, how about sending, how about sending, uh, you know, 
How about sending healing? Because this energy is tangible and it goes over people's head because just like electricity, we can't see it, uh, but we know what it does. Uh, we switch a light on and a light comes on because you know a current is created. And it's the same thing with spiritual energy. It is not uh, something that's, that's airy-fairy. You can stand in front of a mirror, and I think I may have mentioned in the last one, you can stand, you know, uh, we have weapons of, of healing. The, we have psychic senses in the palms of our hand, in our, in our heart center. You can stand, your listeners can stand in front of a mirror. They can visualize white light, and it will reflect from the mirror and you'll feel a tingling around the fingers, around the aura. And, uh, you know, people talk about chills up and down the spine when, when they react to something. That's, that's energies going up and down the spine. Um, so it's a, re you know, people need to understand it's a real tangible energy. And, uh, you know, um, many miracles have been performed throughout the history uh uh using this this spiritual energy i remember um a friend of mine his son was in a uh drug-induced state and fell off a uh, fell off a roof and we thought he wasn't gonna make it and so a group of us sent started sending healing regularly uh to 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 my, our friend's son and he survived and so to me and there's been other instances where I've, I've done healing for many, many years where people have got better. Um, and, and, and I know that this energy works. It's not a case of it might work. It does work. It uplifts, it, it heals, it doesn't destroy. And unfortunately, unless you're psychic, you can't actually see it because it's on a higher vibrational uh, sequence, just like we can't see wind but we can feel wind, we can see what wind does, but we can't actually see it. Um, it's the same thing. And, and what your listeners need to understand that it's real. And, and, it's so, and it's so simple that it goes over people's head because all the high beings are asking at this time is to channel this energy. And we, we can just open ourselves up to the cosmos, regardless, regardless of race, color, creed, or religion, that doesn't really matter. You can do it in your own religious way. You can do it in your own non-religious way. All they're asking is to send this energy through the head over the shoulders and send it out as a white light and help, uh, uh, you know, um, heal the world. And another practice that was given, which was actually used in uh, Atlantean times 100,000 years ago, is the practice of the violet flame where you visualize a violet flame coming from the mother earth, which of course we know is a living, breathing entity, a goddess. And we visualize this violet flame around us, around our family, around our house. It's a very protective uh, practice against psychic attack or mental hatred or energies that have been uh, thrown at you. So, you know, they said that the simplest practices are the most powerful practices. And because it's so simple, I think it goes over people's head, but that is the call of action. Yeah, I do remember example. I can't remember exactly what book it was. I think it was Think and Grow Rich, if I'm correct. And it gave it an, an example about an experiment that was done where they had a control group of people. Um, it was, I think it was meditate for a, a certain group of field people that was, I think, in 
the hospital in that in particular hospital or with that in particular disease or something like that, if I'm correct, I can't remember exactly, but they were saying that the effects of the meditation then was so strong that it even affected the people in the future. You know, and I, I couldn't, it's hard to quite, you know, to kind of get a grasp on it or explain it, but that's kind of even how I can even see the power of thought or prayer or just, you know, uh, power and intention. It, you know, you can heal the moment then and even for, you know, the future, it can also still have power in the future as well, it can change kind of more in a, I guess, in another dimension or basically in the future and in, in another time. Well, you know, the mind is more powerful than the physical body. And that's what we have to understand. Mental power is more powerful than anything physical. And it, everything starts with a thought. Everything around us, all, all manifestation, everything that's invented start, started with a thought, started with the mental impulse and just became a physical manifestation of that mental imagination. And so, imagine, uh, so using our imagination, our only creative faculty, uh, we can channel this energy. And, you know, coming back to, you know, nuclear war, uh, people need to understand, you know, again, based on the true history of mankind that my yogi master saw in his deep meditations and also the cosmic beings who contacted him. This is not the first time that nuclear energy has been used on this planet. Um, we, we, this is the fourth time that mankind has, has got back into uh, nuclear uh, um, proliferation. Um, you know, uh, just looking at two civilizations that we belonged to years ago, hundreds of years, well, maybe millions of years ago, is the talk of, uh, of the, of the um, civilization of Lemuria, which fell in an atomic war. And, and of course, 100,000 years ago, the civilization of Atlantis um, there's records of, of this war in uh, a lot of the uh, Vedic texts like the uh, Mahabharata or the Ramayana, Yana, uh, which uh, I believe are like 20,000 years old. But they talk about, you know, flying machines and, you know, uh, large beams of, of, of you know, beams of energy that destroyed, you know, thousands of uh, soldiers and elephants in, in in a flash in a blinding flash those were uh those were descriptions of the atomic war that occurred uh, in atlantis and so you know again the pandora the pandora's box has been opened and and again we're, we're you know we're bound uh to recreate history if we're not careful but there is a difference now which people need to understand is because this new age has been foreseen and there's nothing not even a nuclear war will stop it but we are on the crossroads right now mankind is on the crossroads either he changes and conforms with the with the vibrations of the mother earth right rising with the vibrations of the aquarian age of cooperation either the either we conform or we will not be allowed to stay on this planet we will be taken after death uh, to another planet in this solar system where we will start our reincarnation cycle on a much a young, younger world. And that's also been predicted. So uh, it's up to us now, either we conform 
or we change or if we continue to regress, we will not be allowed to enjoy this new age uh, that, that is coming on planet Earth. So in a way, it's, it's like the higher beings have warned us that, you know, you can continue in your, in your violence and, and, your, and your history uh, on somewhere else, but, not, but you won't be allowed to stay on this Earth. And that's, again, uh, you know, a, 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 st a statement of fact. And uh, there's nothing, again, that people can do about it. Yeah. I've heard stories of um, like UFOs flying over certain army bases and things like that and disarming nuclear um, weapons. Have you ever heard anything like that? There was, a, there was a fantastic, uh, uh, well, actually CNN a few years ago reported it and it went worldwide. And, you know, there was um, some retired generals at a, uh, at a, at a atomic base in Colorado. And these, these, this is not, you know, mom and pop or, or, you know, a farmer that looked up and saw these are very disciplined military men, you know, and they saw these UFOs uh, come, to, come by or maybe one or two or one. And they emanated this pink beam of energy to these nuclear uh, warheads and neutralized them. Yeah, even in um, during Hiroshima and Nagasaki, like when they dropped uh, the atomic bombs, like we've seen a lot of UFO sightings after that. Um, they say it's supposed to be, I guess it sent an alarm <laughs> through the cosmos. Well, it's because um, Dr. King, my yogi master, wrote a book called You Are Responsible. It's a good book. It's, on, it's available on Amazon. And the, the cosmic beings that man these spacecraft talk, to, talk about the, um, the dangers of atomic uh, experimentation, especially, you know, the, the, uh, um, the atom and hydrogen bombs. And they said that, you know, the Geiger counters, you know, the primitive Geiger counters can only measure radiation on one level, which is the physical level, that they have no idea what it does to the levels, the other levels of existence uh, around the planet. And so, you know, it's, they mentioned that they, they said there's only one, one way of using radiation safely, and, and they said, and that's x-rays. He says, apart from x-rays, for medical purposes, they said all other uh, nuclear uh, you know, um, reactors and bombs, all that needs to be dispelled with because mankind has no scientific knowledge of the terrible destruction it does, not only in the physical realm, but the, but the uh, other subtle uh, realms, it causes more damage to them as well. And, and it's very interesting, um, uh, Gypsy, that you, you brought that up because, and, you know, also classic, that in the 50s, when my master was contacted by these high beings, uh, it was very interesting that we started exploding these uh, atomic and hydrogen bombs. And there was a tremendous amount of UFO activity seen around the planet. Uh, there was a concern in the solar system. And I, I know America exploded over a thousand nuclear warheads, as did Russia. And of course, China and France and Britain came onto the scene later. And uh, of course, uh, now India and Pakistan and other some other countries have nuclear warheads. But I believe, and, and scientists these days are baffled 
why we're still alive because it was known that not only we were going to destroy ourselves from this just from the radioactive fallout from these bombs i believe that the um, the cosmic beings being very advanced scientifically as well as spiritually absorbed a lot of this uh, of this uh, radioactive fallout and pretty much saved saved our asses uh and the fact that we're speaking today i think is a, is is a, is positive proof that that the, you know they did save us but in regards to war you know mankind has his own free will they will not interfere with the with the free will of mankind but if they if mankind goes over the limit and tries to destroy the planet uh he will not be allowed to and then they will intervene uh and they will stop that but in, in regards to his own free will debasing his energy through war and suffering he will be allowed that up to a point but again we have to look at the law of karma you know action reaction being opposite and equal so whatever is being bombed whoever you're going to murder you're going to get murdered in a, in this life or the next so you know if people that's what they need to teach the children in schools before math or science is the law of karma yeah and reincarnation cuz yeah it's like if you don't grasp those concepts then I was just thinking that the other day and it's like if you don't cuz I've talked to people that don't really believe in it or don't understand it and I had to think of the implications of that you know cuz I used to think like it doesn't really matter if they believe in it or not but it kind of does because or else you're like yolo uh you only live once so let me just there's no responsibility there's no taking life ser- as seriously as you should understanding the value of love um, yeah understanding that you're well here. i you know I, I have to agree with you i think i think it doesn't truth is whether we believe it or not you know it doesn't matter but truth is and the law of karma is truth you know that needs to be taught the law of reincarnation is true it doesn't matter whether whether i believe or me and you believe in it. it it doesn't matter it is a truth and it's very interesting that the christian the christian scholars are coming forward now to say that 700 years ago they actually stopped teaching reincarnation was actually taught in the christian religion and was deliberately taken out to create this one life well either you listen to us or you're going to be you know sent to hell and damnation which is just a lot of rubbish and so if people yeah if if t- children were taught about reincarnation you know i mean this war would not be would not be going on because people would think twice before going to war knowing that they may be killing somebody their parent or their brother or sister from a past life so you know um i that's one aspect that the cosmic beings are actually pushing right now is to re re reinstate the truth of reincarnation and they said that that if the religious leaders of the world deny it they will be replaced by younger uh teachers who will come forward and and replace them so you know uh, eventually truth prevails and so the lies eventually will fall and so these truths are actually coming out right now uh, in regards to you know ufo cosmic beings that 
the 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 you know that have been around for 18 million years that are looking after us that are but they can't interfere in our own uh actions until we reach out and change ourselves then they can actually take some action but the way they're they're actually taking actions is to send is sending beams of energy to us we can raise our minds telepathically to them they can pick these up or their instrumentations can pick these up and they can be in these energies either collectively or to a million people at a time that's their technology is so advanced and so uh, uh you know yeah it's it's a war that's going on it's, a, it's not only physical it's a spiritual war and we're we're right in the midst of it and i think it's a good opportunity to stand up and be counted at this time don't you think yeah it's hard to sometimes cope with um a lot of a lot of i guess people would say the lonely feeling of understanding that a lot of people are just not gonna be interested in the truth or even you know after grabbing a lot of truth and understanding kind of how outside of the box you really are with a certain you know uh perspective of the truth or not even just perspective of you know after you you know a certain truth and you see a group of people that are fine without the truth. You know, we don't really want the truth actually we'd rather be in denial of the truth. And we're, you know, it gets, it gets a little lonely. I could say that to a lot of people. And I feel like it's, you know, it's kind of growing. It's something that's the separation is growing as you know, they keep coming with, each new crisis after crisis well you know i it's so easy to fall into apathy and uh you know last two three weeks i've been i've been down you know i'll I'd admit it i've not been happy Who, who's who's going to be happy but you know that that doesn't mean i can, it doesn't stop me from sending out the energy whether i'm happy or not you know and uh sometimes it's good to do it on a collective you know, I belong to a group of people. They're from 30, 40 different countries. And we get together online pretty much every day to, to send energy to the Ukraine. So if people feel hopeless or helpless, they can go uh, uh, to this uh, one website that I that I can give. It's called 12blessings.org. The 12 being numerical, 12blessings.org. And join us uh, for free. There's no money involved. And uh, on a collective, send out the energy. So at least, you know, I I can say I can rest tonight knowing that I've done something for the world. You know, I mean, there's the call to action is service, and you know, uh, we we can we can send money to to charities. That that's one thing we can do. We can volunteer. Uh, people are volunteering uh, uh, to help. And if we can't do anything that uh, we can't do both of those, or we can, but we can also uh, send out the energy and the and the light, and uh, again inspire and uplift the minds of these people who are hell bent on hating hating each other, and uh, nobody benefits. You know, all the young all the young men die, the civilians die, and the you know the old people behind the scenes you know they they benefit and it's just you know there was a 
a well-known soldier in, in, I think in the First World War, he wrote a book called Warriors of Racket, and he totally explained mm. about the, the profits, the profiteering, you know, from the financiers and the corporations that deliberately start these wars in order to increase stocks and, and uh, make themselves, I mean, these are narcissistic, just very evil people. <laughs> <laughs> you know and 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 the thing is we've been asked to send energy to them you know because in other words you know i love the story of the grinch that stole christmas you know there's a there's a big moral on that because i mean here's this grinch evil nasty and he wants to make the whole town miserable and he steals all their presents and he thinks he's caused you know a great deal of suffering and and he's very happy and then then the people come out and just show him love and it's like just totally transformed him you know there's a big moral behind that so you know um uh i think it was jesus that, that said that there isn't there isn't a heart on this planet that can't be tempered by the power of love and so you know um every human being has a higher power and a lower lower power and it depends on us who we listen to do we listen to the lower you know evil side of us that causes all this or do we listen to the higher power our conscious and so what the energy does it actually inspires the higher power of, of these people because everybody has a higher power doesn't doesn't matter who they are and and, and, and again, it, it, it helps inspire, uplift, and heal and change the hearts of these people, not to try to murder them. And so um, um, it's, yeah, it, it's, it's, a difficult, it's a difficult one to throw out right now because we're in the midst of seeing all this suffering and then part of us gets really angry at the other side. But, um, but we have to understand that we're all connected and the other side is just as connected to us as we are to them. Dr. King made himself very unpopular in the 60s when he said that, you know, you, that we are just as much connected to the Chinese communists as we are to our own children. He didn't, people didn't like that truth. And I don't like it. You know, in my book, I say we're just as much connected to the terrorists as we are to our family. And we are our brother's keepers, whether we like it or not. And, uh, and if people seem understand this, that you know the cosmic beings never talk to Africans or Americans or you know Europeans, they talk to you know mankind as a whole. They they look at us as mankind. You know we come through reincarnation through different races, different you know religions, even different sexes. You know in order to what? In order to learn experience so that we can raise our consciousness and and rise above the uh, the pit of reincarnation and move on to higher higher dimensions and higher planets so you know this this racial pride being being you know proud to be born this country or this religion it's all rubbish because you know in your next life you may not be in this religion or this race you know you may be completely different so you know Again, that's why the law of reincarnation needs to be reintroduced so that people need to understand that, uh, that the, everybody, you know, is equal. There is no such thing as a superior race.
or an inferior race. It's all it's all rubbish. It's all made up. It's all man what mankind has made up. We're all interconnected and we're all one. You know, oneness is 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 what's being asked to you know is is the key to our salvation right now. You know, a lot of kids remember their past lives. Have you and sometimes they remember it even as an adult. Do you have you been through that at all as a kid? Yeah, they, they do. Um a lot of kids remember their past life and then as they grow older, first their parents poopa them and say, Oh, you just have an active imagination. But um you you do you know, you just I ask your listeners, do their own research on reincarnation. Don't don't take my word or your word for it. Do their own research. There's so many examples. Um, uh, yes, I had uh, visions of a previous life uh, when I was a child. Uh, uh, for me, I remember um, being uh, actually a very, I remember when I was like three years old, I had these visions of being um, a kind of a tall, skinny yogi uh, in India in a cave uh, and in a lotus position. I had long hair and a long beard, so a lot different than what I look like now. Uh, maybe I should grow. Well, I can't grow any hair, but maybe just grow, <laughs> long, grow a long beard, but I can't get skinny. But anyway, those are the visions I had, you know, and uh, they were actually validated uh, by my own yogi master. He once looked at my aura and uh, he, he just said Indian, walked away, you know, and I didn't understand because I kind of, I questioned him. I said, well, actually I was born in Pakistan. He just like ignored me, you know, because uh, he, he saw my past life. And yeah, children, children have those visions. And um, sometimes people have, continue having visions of their past life uh, for reasons that they, they, they need to have to certain, have a certain experience. I know this young kid remembered being a, a pilot in World War II, and uh, his plane went down and he died, and he remembered his squadron, and he remembered where it was, he remembered the names of his colleagues, this kid, and his parents finally took him to, to that military base, and, and uh, sure enough, they, you know, they, they recognized that this was the person who was actually killed in World War II, and remembered all these names of, of his uh, colleagues, so, and there's, there's other examples, there was a a wonderful example that was on 2020 years ago uh, of, of this mother in Ireland who, who died during childbirth of a sixth child. And she uh, reincarnated in England and she remembered her dying and she remembered her children and the village, the town in, in Ireland where she was, where she, where she was. And they went back. And they met these these children who were now in their 80s. She was in their 30s. And she recollected with them uh, the stories of when they were they were young. And they asked these, these people in their 80s, they said, is this your mother from past life? And they said, yeah, absolutely. So there's a lot of there's a lot of evidence. And you know, again, don't take my word for it. You know, do your own research. Uh, you know, and uh, make up your own mind. I'm not, I'm not here to tell people what they need to believe in. People need to use their own intuition and make their own, uh, uh, you know, um, calculations after that. 
to admit that that over the past, you know, I guess few days, you say few days, a few weeks, you've been feeling a, a low, you know. Oh, big time. Yeah. Right. How do you, or at least I guess, um, what is your prediction to happiness or what is your prediction to not necessarily to happiness, but from now to peace, I could say for this situation, how, well, how would I you mean, like to visualize things happen? Not necessarily, you know, what do you think, but how would just, would you like to visualize this scenario clearing itself up and we're leading to peace and to, you know, a higher direction. Well, see, in the midst of it, it's very hard to visualize positive when, you, when you're seeing all this happening, but it's important to do that. And it's important that, you know, that we are... If, if, if we weren't human, we won't feel this way. I mean, you know, who doesn't feel the suffering of others? And it, it affects us all. But, you know, we have to maintain our spiritual practices. And the one thing that helps me with my serenity, I mean, there's happiness. There's, you know, there's happiness in maybe making money or having a, a new car or some material things. There's a, there's a certain happiness that comes from that but it's only fleeting. It doesn't last. And so, um, you know, there's a sense of inner joy or inner satisfaction. You may not actually be feeling happy, but there is a sense of serenity knowing that I'm doing something for the world. And so that's, that's the difference. Um, you know, I hope that it gets better. Uh, it may, it may get worse before it gets better, but even in the news today, there's, they're still talking and having about conversations of, of peace, even now and negotiations. So if we keep pushing and keep sending the light, I think, you know, eventually there will be a resolution. And I hope it doesn't become uh, an international uh, situation. And I hope that it can be resolved as, as soon as possible. But, but again, if more people joined us in sending out the light, doing more prayers. See, when we talk about prayer, people always think of religion. Some people don't like religion. They've been raised as a Catholic or a, in a strict Orthodox religion and, you know, punishing God. So they don't like the idea of prayer. So, but, um, but Mahatma Gandhi said prayer, if used correctly, is one of the most powerful forces, you know, in, in the universe. And so uh, we bypass the uh, dogma and the uh, you know, and the orthodox aspects of 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 prayer, and and become dynamic, metaphysical, spiritual beings, sending it, sending out the light. That's a whole different uh, aspect than uh, I mean. Some religions actually pray for pray for the uh, for the death of other religions. <laughs> I mean, that's black magic in its purest form. <laughs> you know, that, that's a black magic ritual. If ever you saw one you know, praying for the death of the other side. And so, we, you know, again, when I talk about black magic or white magic, I'm not talking about any particular race. I'm talking about energy. And, you know, so we, we need to be white magicians and send out this tremendous amount of white light to this uh, uh, troubled uh, world right now. And, and like I said before, this is not new. We have ongoing wars that have been going on for years and nobody has given a damn about those and nobody's prayed for those. 
So we need to also understand that these are also ongoing. And so we need to pray for everybody and not just, not just one particular uh, country. Although in this situation, it's, uh, it's very, it's serious because we're dealing with, you know, um, a nuclear uh, country that has nuclear warhead. So we need to focus on this to bring a peaceful resolution. But again, not forgetting, you know, the children of Sudan and Ethiopia and Yemen and Iraq and Afghanistan and and the list goes on. <laughs> yeah, because yes. the news cycle keeps moving on, but those things are still happening. Yeah. So for our listeners out there that, you know, are thinking like, okay, as things get crazier, let me try something different to take take my mind off of this. So for our listeners out there that, you know, may be thinking about you know, doing something different, like climbing Mount Kilimanjaro. <laughs> Give us a little advice on some some pros and cons of do, doing something like that, or having that type of idea to kind of. Well, I'm not sure right now with COVID it's, if it, if it's a good idea to be going to Africa and climbing <laughs> climbing Mount Kilimanjaro. Um, but I, you know. Um, uh, I got to say that experience actually was very, it was a very spiritual experience. I, I've never felt closer to my creator, maybe because I was half dead climbing the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> what, why did you, uh, like, what is the reason you decided to do the climb? It was always an ambition of mine to go to Africa and climb Kilimanjaro. I never got the opportunity. And then I joined uh, uh Mark Victor Hansen, who, who wrote the bestseller Chicken Soup for the Soul series, him and Robert Allen and a bunch of other entrepreneurs and became part of their inner circle. And, uh, and so part of part of their uh, was to go around different countries I went to uh, went to uh, Kona, Hawaii with them, I went to Atlanta and hung around there and and they went to Machu Picchu. I didn't join them for that, but they also had uh, a safari in uh, Kenya and climbing Mount Kilimanjaro um, on their itinerary. And I said, absolutely, I'll join them. And so we had a wonderful, so went to uh, Kenya. Uh, and How long wonderful... did it take to climb Kilimanjaro? Well, it has to be done, you know, the, the guides have a saying in Swahili, pole pole, which means slowly, slowly. And so you have to, you have to go very slowly. It took five and a half days uh, to the point where like on the third day, we would go up and then come down, mm. you know, a certain amount so that we, we, our bodies could adjust to the altitude because, you know, first of all, we got terrible altitude sickness, just mm. horrible, you know, headaches, diarrhea, everything. Uh, so we had to contend with that. And then as we got higher, that's to deal with the lack of oxygen. And it's not, it doesn't matter how fit you are. 50% people don't make it to the top, but um, it depends, you know, on how much your lungs can have the capacity to hold oxygen in. And so um, we, 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 uh, we got advice from some very experienced mountaineers in Colorado they they told us to use a particular drug called Diamox and Diamox has the ability of opening up the blood capillaries in the in the lungs to allow more oxygen to flow 
And so it was very interesting that the group of us, those uh, about 15 of us, half of it, half of us made it, but the ones that took the drug got up there because we could take in more oxygen. And uh, there was some that were very, very fit. They couldn't hand, they couldn't get to the top. And it was a case of on the last night, well, actually the night before, it was just beautiful. I was, I looked out at the campsite and I looked up in the sky and I, I thought I saw this cloud in the sky. It turns out it was, wasn't a cloud. It was the Milky Way. And there was no cars or planes or trains, just pure silence and just serene and beautiful. And so on, on, on the fifth day, we had to, we had to actually climb at night, all night, and get to the top by dawn, spend about 10 minutes at the most, 15 minutes for pictures and get our butts down as soon as possible. And the other side of the mountain takes a day and a half to come down. And so it's a case of getting down as soon as possible because there's cases where people stayed at high altitude and they didn't wake up the next day. So, um, you know, altitude sickness, in the end, you start getting uh, fluid in your lungs and, and, and you can die by, you know, asphyxiation. Um, and there were people who were being rushed down the mountain with severe altitude sickness. So uh, we only had time. Actually, coming down was the hardest because, you know, you spent five, five and a half days getting to the top. Then you just don't have any energy. And then, you know, you have to have the energy of just, we got to the point where it's amazing how resilient the human body is because I was just, I was just operating with, my brain, mind only, my, my whole body was just totally spent. And I was just moving my legs with my brain. I just, <laughs> you know, I, I, it was just amazing how exhausting it was. Uh, but we managed to get down. And so I, I, don't, I don't recommend people, you know, <clears throat> unless they're fit, of course, and have done some training to go and <clears throat> climb Mount Kilimanjaro. Uh, although the the tremendous, the huge ice ice uh, ice caps or icebergs that they're they're at the top, they're slowly melting because of Mother Earth raising her vibrations, and mm. eventually that that that's gonna you're not gonna see those. Um, I have a clip of, of my journey on my website. I'll give you my website at the end of the broadcast and people can see the, the journey we took but coming back to Kilimanjaro I think in these days I think there, there needs to be balance um, you know we can't focus on on doom and gloom I think we need balance you know it's good to watch a good movie it's good to you know have a little entertainment um, not to the point where we're just totally selfish and just thinking about ourselves but going for a walk i try to go for a walk every day and 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 just maybe you know going to the ocean or going for a hike up in the mountains or con reconnecting with nature i think those things are very important because we're all connected to nature and it's a case of just you know recharging our batteries those things are just as just as important as well and so um you know in these days of turmoil uh, I think it's essential to have some kind of balance as well and not just be enveloped in, 
you know, in, in what's going on. And so, yeah, yeah, definitely, you know, go to the ocean, you know, breathe the fresh air, be out in the sun. And those things are, I think, essential balance that we need in, in order to stay sane in these, uh, you know, in, this, in these days for the struggle of world sanity. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I was gonna say after hearing all that, I'm like, maybe we should do Machu Picchu again. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, you know, I'm course, like, I'm are you climbing the the, the, yeah. the mountain the whole time? Because when I did Machu Picchu, it was like, yes, you are going up a lot, but there's also some like it's not climbing a mountain. You're you're like some of the times you're just going, you know. Uh, Kilimanjaro is not a, a strenuous uh, mountain climb. You know, there's okay. no need, no need for ropes and all that. There was one part where there was some rocks, but all in all, it's a pretty easy climb. Um, you know, it's more hiking than climbing. Um, but like I said, the biggest uh, challenge eventually as you go higher is the altitude. So the climb itself is not that difficult. Yeah, in Peru, they give you like coca leaves just to deal with the altitude sickness just yeah. to help with that but yeah it, i think i threw up the first day when <laughs> it got to me and then i was fine after that but yeah it doesn't matter how how much you train for it you're still gonna uh, be, you know <laughs> grasping for deal life well anything you go above 10 12,000 feet yeah you 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 have to you have to adjust I know uh, Everest. Gosh, the base camp is uh, is 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 the same height of Kilimanjaro. Kilimanjaro is nineteen thousand four hundred and eighty feet. Base camp at, at um, Everest is nineteen thousand feet, and the top of Everest is twenty six thousand feet. And I think they have to be in base camp for like six months or something like that. Some weird long long time before they acclimatize and try to get to the top. But uh, yeah, that's one place I wouldn't, wouldn't want to climb right now is Everest. In fact, um, there's so many people climbing Everest right now. Apparently it's just become like a, a zoo and very, very dangerous. So, and I think it costs like 60, 80,000 to climb Everest. Wow. It's not cheap. That's so dangerous though. <laughs> Well, before we get ready to close things out, would you like to share with the listeners um, some upcoming projects, your book information and everything like that? Yeah, like I said, um, I have the trailer of the uh, documentary on my website. People want to go to uh, uh, my website. It's uh, wajidauthor.com, W-A-J-I-D, A-U-T-H-O-R.com. Uh, and in there, there's information on on the book, um, uh, and uh, you know my own master's organization, the Ethereum Society. I think there's a link also to the, to the Twelve Blessings uh, group that people can join in, uh, and there's some some videos of some of my acting and and the climb to Kilimanjaro. Oh yeah, yeah. Next time we definitely have still have to do a third one, of course, um, because. <laughs> We want to talk and get even more about your acting and the movies and things that you've done and 
some of that stuff as well. It's maybe when the documentary is out. Yeah. Yeah, maybe when the documentary is out, I'll come back and talk talk about that. Um, but in ending, you know, again, I want to give your listeners, you know, that, um, you know, to have faith, to have courage, and uh, you know, in the midst of in the midst of trial and tribulation, we've never been left alone. There, there are beings that are spiritually and scientifically advanced. Some of these beings, their technology, this they said, is is so advanced that uh, our nuclear warheads, our hydrogen bombs, they regard as toothpicks. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that's how advanced some of their 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 weaponry is they only use it for peaceful purposes yeah. uh, to protect other other races but you know i would rather listen to something that powerful that could you know they they were asked my master asked them you know how if they took over this earth how how soon could they do it they said be, between 10 and 15 minutes they could completely take over this planet that's how powerful they are, but they're spiritual beings, so they won't do that. And so I would rather look at spiritual, uh, high evil, highly evolved masters that care about the human race than I would to any general or politician or even orthodox uh, priest who's, you know, blabbering about, you know, killing the enemy or hating, hating other races. I don't, I, you know, I, I left orthodoxy a long time ago. Uh, I was raised in a Christian and Islamic environment, and uh, you know, I I I have total respect for religion, but I think this aspect of oneness needs to come back. And you know, my final thoughts is, you know, I think I think as spiritual adults, I think we have to have a responsibility of you know of leaving a legacy behind for the younger generations do we want them to live on a planet that's going into regression or can we safely say that when we pass on that we did something to help the world and i'd, I'd rather be part of the latter than than be remembered as somebody who was selfish and just thought about themselves yeah the same here and it's having a a need or a purpose that's you know not parallel with the whole narrative that's going on out here but to brainwash everybody into just being sheep and right not caring wajib we appreciate you for coming back on our podcast um you are our first return um guest and it's a celebration my birthday this weekend so this is a all right happy birthday appreciate it (laughs) it's a nice birthday gift to know that you know even once things slow down, we could still reconnect with the guests that we, you know, we've had before again and again and again and again as we need to. And it's absolutely a, a nice relationship. It is a, a relationship, a successful, genuine relationship. So we appreciate you. And we appreciate the listeners. Yeah, thank you and to the listeners. You can find us at americangypsy.com. You can also find consistent self-improvement merch at luamli.com. And we have some music you can also check out at Classic Carpenter, K-L-A-C-C-I-K, Carpenter, C-A-R-P-E-N-T-A. And that's on iTunes, uh, YouTube, Apple Music, 
title, all major platforms. Um, thank you again to our listeners. Thank you again, Wajid. Consistent self-improvement to everyone. And peace. peace.